I got drumsticks in my crock pot and they're almost done. Uh, they got like two hours. Are you trying left. to sing a song to me? <laughs> Just now? Yeah. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Just... You want me to serenade you? No. Wow, <laughs> fake friend. If it's gonna sound like what you just did, no, that's okay. <laughs> fake friend. Welcome to your mom's a hoax. It's hotter than Satan's tits outside. <laughs> How are you? It is. Yeah, we live in the South. Um, granted, it is hot everywhere right now um, because global warming. Uh, I should say climate change. Both. Yeah. Uh, but it's hot. It's hot, hot here. <laughs> yeah. And, like the uh, average is like 104, 105. Yep, we live on the sun. <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 oof, it is warm. It's not great. It's not great at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, kind of over it, to be honest with you. Yeah, but see, I hate the winter with every fiber of my being. I hate it. Yeah, I'm a, I don't mind the winter. I, like, I'm alright with it. I'm a fall and a spring kind of girl. I like those nice medium temperatures. Yeah, I just Give... feel like in Texas you don't even get a medium temperature. It's just hot or cold. Okay, but those couple of days where it's like 75, <laughs> the couple chef's of kiss, days, what not I even a full for. week. <laughs> no, and, and honestly, like, it's not even like a couple of consistent days. It's like a day in October, you know, like two days in November, and then a surprising three-day stretch in December. For no reason. For no reason, yeah. But those... Those days, man, I live for them. Yes, same. Oh, beautiful. Gorgeous. Um, so, how are you? I am good. I am good. I had a dawning realization um, that the topic I originally picked out for this week uh, was too large for me to fully do it justice in the time that I have. So I've, I've, made, an, uh, I've made a switch. That's okay. Um... Because I, I want to, if I'm going to do a topic, I want to do the topic justice. And no, there was just no way. Have your fucking notes and just start reading a Wikipedia page like I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was doing it and I was like, man, this is super interesting. Like, I want to do this so well. But I was like, this is too much information. for And I, I had a lot going on this week. So I was like, well. Well, <laughs> that's okay. I'm going to have to switch gears a little bit. I um, but I am doing a fun one. Be doing whatever I want. I'm also doing a fun one. Fuck yeah. This is my last week topic until I bumped it for what I did last week, which is a summer tin man. Hell yeah. Which was an interesting app. Yep. It's a good app. It was something. We were just really ragey last week. I feel a little more docile this week than I did last week. Fair. I'm kind of always ragey. I don't know. It's just, it's just where I live at these days. Yeah, I was listening to some of like last week because i was editing and i was like wow it didn't take us very long to become unhinged <laughs> like it just here we are i'm glad you've all chosen to go on this journey with us <laughs> hey look unhinged or rightfully angry i feel like it's fair you know what <laughs> because why are men 
I stand by it. So I do uh, have I do have my kombucha today though, so I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I got off work an hour early to do therapy, so I feel pretty good about that. Nice, um, nice. I'm doing therapy tomorrow. Yeah. Listen, everybody go to fucking therapy. You might think that you don't have issues. You have issues. Fucking go to therapy. Get your shit well, together. Even just doing, like, regular, like, maintenance on your mental health. Like, go once a month. Check in. Make sure you're doing well, you know? Yeah. Do what you gotta do. We flipping a coin or what? Oh, yeah. I'm running out of quarters over here. I only have three left. I don't mm -hmm. know where they're going. I usually put them back. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You're gonna have to have, like, a... Like, write your mom's a hoax on it or something. I know. <laughs> okay. Alright. Hey. Heads. It is tails, so that is me. Nice. We remembered the rules this week. Yeah, this quarter is uh, Mount Rushmore. Nice. It's from South Dakota in 2006. Great. <laughs> in case you were wondering. Nice. Because who doesn't love four were. white guys on a mountain? I think a lot of people, <laughs> if I had to love with you, I think a lot of people don't like four white guys on that specific mountain. Yeah, I, I'm relatively sure they are not supposed to be there. <laughs> I'm just gonna go out on a limb I don't, and say I don't know really all the not. history but I'm pretty sure pretty sure they're not supposed to be there. And it's actually low-key disrespectful to the indigenous people that live on that land. But whatever. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. I didn't make the make the sculpture. It's not whatever. It's not I just okay. Don't we should understand. probably fix that. I'm like never once in my brain have I walked up to somebody else's front door and been like, this is my house now. I don't understand how we like, I don't get how we did that. Or, like, like, walked into somebody's backyard and been like, I'm gonna put my face here. Yeah. You cool with that? Put a giant... Like, you can't just walk into somebody's house with a gun and be like, I live here now. You go to go to jail. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's called trespassing. It's called breaking and entering. <laughs> like, going to prison. And a couple uh, of white guys with too much money and time on their hands walk over to a bunch of indigenous people and it's supposed to just be okay. But obviously, according to, you know, our account of Thanksgiving, everything was peaceful and we just, like, shared everything Listen, and didn't know, give them smallpox. <laughs> I know we're not supposed to like Thanksgiving. I understand that. I really like the food at Thanksgiving and what Thanksgiving has grown to represent. I don't agree with the first Thanksgiving. Yeah, the first Thanksgiving is painfully misconstrued. Yes. I do love stuffing, though. I mean, yeah, I love turkey, too. Like, it's my favorite. I love to watch the Macy's Day Parade. Do not come for me in the comments. Like Any excuse to eat an obscene amount of turkey and stuffing, I'm here for. It could it could be a Tuesday, and I, I, I'm here for it. I just want to know why I can't make a turkey, like any other time of the year casually why is it only yeah, like right? yeah like why can't i just fry turkey whenever the fuck i want to i mean you can you're an adult i know but it has to be a small <laughs> turkey yeah sure can't be getting no thanksgiving size turkey for me and ty on a tuesday <laughs> <laughs> i mean you you could but you'd have a lot of leftovers for sure yeah for sure all right so uh Kick us off, my guy. 
Yeah, so uh, this topic comes from our OG Your Mom's a Hoax fan, also known as my mother. Nice, that's two from Lynn. Everybody else yes. needs to step up their game. Lynn's <laughs> requested two topics now. Yes. Step up to the plate, yo. I think Aisha messaged me one on the Twitter, and I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but I will Google it, and I will look into it. Yep, so this one, this one comes from my mom, and she suggested this to me a while ago, and to be honest, I kind of forgot, uh, but then I remembered. Love you, though. <laughs> and I went back and looked at the email that she sent me, um, and she even went so far as to help out with the research and find some, find some articles for me, so she really... <laughs> Well, really you're doing this topic whether you want to or not. Like, she, you will really be hit, talking about this. She so, hit full send. She hit full send. Um, what is it? But yeah, which, uh, again, like, really, really helped me out this week when I realized that I picked out too large of a topic to do in the amount of time that I had given myself. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned for, for that. Um, I constantly pick yeah. topics that are too big to do in the time that I have for myself. That's why I have 14 pages of notes. I don't even double space them anymore. I just have that many. Yeah. So the bright side on this is uh, I already have like half of those notes done. Nice. So by next week, we should be good to go. But yeah, I got like halfway through and I was like, this is too much information for the amount of time that I've given myself. And sometimes you don't know that until you're like researching it and you're like, oh shit, there's a lot here. Fuck, 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 yes. fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> yeah. But I am very excited for this topic okay. um so it is uh, the will of the wisp the will of the wisp the will of the wisp yes okay what i am lovingly calling the ghosty lights the ghosty lights <laughs> okay yes. i've okay. never heard of them yeah neither what? had i but <laughs> i did still write my own notes but she did find me some really great articles, and of course, and she put them in a nice little little doc for me. So shout out to my mom for <laughs> doing the damn thing. Just be, being her. Love her. So what are they? So they're phantom lights, and they lure travelers off the beaten path. Right. And in description, they can either be very, very bright or very, very dim. They're usually a bluish green color, um, but red has been reported as well. And uh, for the most part, that sounds pretty innocent. Yeah? Yeah, I feel like it's not, though, based off your tone. Also, when are we going to stop being, like, lured off the beaten path? It's the beaten path for a reason. <laughs> you are going to die. You're going to get kidnapped. <laughs> Stay on the fucking trail in the woods. Yeah, uh... I think we're always going to end up being lured off the beaten path. I don't know what our deal is, but for whatever reason, this no, is just who we are. Y'all need to learn the art of minding your own damn business. You just keep on fucking walking. Those lights ain't talking to me, homie. I'll keep on fucking going. Yeah. Goodbye. Like, Yeah. So you are correct. Uh, these motherfuckers are all types of evil and mischievous. And like, I mean, like, legitimately movie, evil. Like, movie after movie. After movie after oh, movie. Yeah. Like, everything. Just ignore it. Like, yeah. <laughs> just ignore so, the ghost. <laughs> they have even been described as, like, lanterns with a figure so dark that you can't make out any features carrying it. Oh, and that's what you want to follow off into the woods? A, a fucking figure that you can't hardly see because it's so dark? That's what you want to follow into the woods. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, 
The Will-o'-the-Wisps under that, like, specific name are said to haunt the bogs and moors of England, right? But there are several different kinds, and we'll kind of get into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. But basically, they are reportedly spirits that are not wanted in either hell or heaven. We don't fucking want them here. So, I don't know. (laughs) We don't want you either. Get out. (laughs) So, I don't know what you have to do to be banished from both hell and heaven. I mean, and they're just lights. Uh, Hey, so... Actually, though, the shit in freaking uh, It, those were just lights, so... So, they, like, appear as lights. Okay. Right. And... Cuts a Tinkerbell just absolutely fucking somebody up. Like... Well, okay, but fey folk, we'll get into those eventually. because they freak me out. I literally told Ty the other day, I said, if you see little bones, like, I don't know all the stuff behind it, I don't know a lot, so I'm probably speaking totally wrong, but I'm like, if you see little bones, like little rodent bones or something near your car, or like, on your nightstand, or like, somewhere they're not supposed to fucking be, Mm -hmm. you don't say thank you, you do not acknowledge them, you just keep on walking. (laughs) Yeah, like, mind your damn business. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Not only are they, like, said to haunt the bogs and the moors, but there are also different, like, versions of these devious little phantom lights kind of all over the world. Oh, great. I love so, that. some of the lore behind them. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm focusing specifically on, like, our little England phantom lights. There. Okay. Okay. The first comes from a lovely little man named Will. Okay. You name it after himself? Will was... A crafty fellow. Okay. <laughs> so, he was a blacksmith. Uh-huh. And such a troublemaker that when he died and went up to heaven, St. Peter himself said, get your shit right, sent him back down and said, fix, fix what you've done. Fix what you've done in your first <laughs> life. <laughs> okay, so did St. Peter send him back down as, like, a baby? He's got to start completely over? Or did he send him back yeah. down, like, as a full-grown man? I don't know. But basically, to do a second life. Like, he sent him down yeah. and was like, do better. Try again. You, you get around to do better. Can you imagine fucking up so bad in your life that you don't even get sent to hell? You just have to try again. You fucked up so bad. <laughs> hell doesn't even want to say. Peter was like, no. <laughs> well. You, you will be trying again. Instead of doing better, he decided to rev it up to about a hundred. Nice. <laughs> I love <So> that. <laughs> he was so terrible in his second life that Saint Peter cursed him to roam the earth forever. Oh, okay. Because that's a good idea, Saint Peter. He's just a total dick to everybody. <laughs> he causes absolute chaos. Let's leave him down there to fuck with people. Yeah, that's a great fucking idea. Instead of putting him in, like, a dungeon somewhere where he can't fucking talk to anybody. But send it him back to the earth. there. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the devil himself was so impressed with Will and his <laughs> trouble, his tomfoolery. Okay. <laughs> that he gifted him a piece of coal to stay warm on the earth. And instead of doing that... <laughs> Will decided to continue his absolute fuckery into the afterlife and used a used it as a lantern slash torch so he could lure travelers away to their danger or death. Oh my god. 
This guy's a real asshole. <laughs> he, really, he really is. So it's, it's, it's William. Squillium Fancy Son out there trying to like... <laughs> So like I'm just, I'm just, I'm just picturing like some traveler that's like minding their own business and like, oh my god, look at those pretty lights. Meanwhile, it's fucking Will being like <laughs> trying to fuck some shit up. Like, what? <laughs> so you don't listen. If it's if it's not normal, like, and I'm not <laughs> saying like in the way that like you think gay and lesbian couples aren't normal. They're totally fine. I mean, like, lights in the woods that aren't supposed to be there. <laughs> like Lights, stairs, really anything in the woods. Just the woods. Just don't go in them. Like, why, why is this still a thing we have to talk can, about? Don't go in the fucking Don't woods. go there. Just, like, don't. Like, what are we... Hello? <laughs> yeah, if it's not supposed to be there, don't touch it. Leave. Like, don't talk to it, either. <laughs> I just... Go. <laughs> yeah. So, some more lore. Another version, or, like, a part of the Will-o'-the-Wisps lore is um, also jack-o'-lanterns. So like. that is also part of it. You know pumpkins? Yeah, sort of. Well, you said jack-o'-lantern, and that should have mm -hmm. registered as Halloween. It registered as jackalope, and I was confused. <laughs> so I, I don't think they're part of this story. Yeah, I don't think so either. That's why I was fucking confused. <laughs> like, I don't really know how so, jack o' lanterns play in, but I think you're going to tell me. Yeah, I am. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, in a similar fashion, good old Jack was a drunkard. Huh. And okay. I, I guess he decided. That he was gonna sell his soul to the devil so the devil would take care of his bar tab. What? <laughs> that sounds like an episode of Shameless. I'm gonna level with you, that's exactly what that sounds like. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, what's his name? Frank. He fucking sold his soul to the devil to pay his bar tab. I believe that 100%. Yep. Like, <laughs> so. When the devil came back from the pub to get his soul. Stop the devil, then take the soul first. No. He went to pay the tab first. And Jack just dipped. Yeah, that's what I would have done. Like, no. Worse. So. Is... Okay. <laughs> okay. Jack tricked him into climbing a tree. I don't know how you trick the devil into climbing a tree. But the he did. The devil's a man. What do you mean? Like, true. Like... <laughs> and then he he drew a cross at the bottom of the tree and trapped the devil in the tree. <laughs> Pissed as hell. Fucked up. I don't and, understand how that works, but okay. And then dipped. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that just makes it too too easy to get the devil. It really does. Like, uh, right? I've seen so, Supernatural. I know it's not that easy. When. When Jack got rejected from Heaven Gates, Heaven's Gates, when he died, um, he had to go beg for a spot in hell, and much like an elephant, the devil does not forget. <laughs> the devil said no. So, All so, over a bar tab. Like, I can't. The devil, <laughs> the devil was like, so this is the time I get to take revenge on you, you absolute idiot. 
of all the things that I like, I would wouldn't sell my soul to the devil. But I can think of about a hundred things that would be more worth selling your soul over than a bar tab. Just yeah. Back then, didn't you just go to another town and change your name? Dude, yeah. Is literally. that not how it works? Just leave. Like, what are they gonna do? Come find you? Like, oh my god. So, you guessed it. Jack was cursed to roam the earth. <laughs> With nothing but a small flame for light. Damn, I didn't know that you could get banned out of hell and heaven. I, I thought didn't that know hell it. just took all of heaven's rejects. Like, apparently, like, you have to be, like, on such a level. So apparently, I, I'm learning things. The hierarchy of, of this is obviously heaven, mm-hmm. hell, and then being damned to roam the earth. You know, and if the earth is so bad, why the fuck am I here? <laughs> Honestly, yeah, all that's telling me is that, like, (laughs) I I don't want to be here anymore. (laughs) Being cursed to roam the earth forever is worse than hell. See, that's my justification for, like, why I think aliens exist. I think we're a failed project. I think God made us first, and he was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) This is, oof. Where, this is actually hell. This is where the aliens get sent. When they die, they're just all dead aliens in hell. That's why this place sucks so bad. (laughs) Jeez. (sighs) But he was cursed to roam the earth um, with nothing but a small flame for light. And I guess just for funsies, Jack put his small flame into a carved turnip. And thus we have jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yep. In Britain and Ireland, there are, like, a bunch of different variations with really fun names. Yeah. (laughs) But basically, some of them are, like, so it's a jack-o'-lantern, there's a peg-o'-lantern, Joan the Wad, Jenny with with the lantern, Hobbity's lanterns, Hinky Punk, and Spunkies. Personally, I like Spunkies the best. Same. Um. But... Pretty much for the most part, a lot of the lore is to believe, is believed to be um, carried by souls banned from both heaven and hell. But of course, that is not all. Okay. (laughs) Right? Okay. So, it is also believed that they are carried by goblins, Mm. witches, unbaptized children. Oh, yeah or the devil himself see the devil himself doesn't scare me if okay if the devil himself is good enough for hell and these motherfuckers aren't i am more scared of these motherfuckers (laughs) like dude man what did the unbaptized children do to us also i don't believe that i think all children go to heaven baptized or not I don't know what yeah, the age cutoff is for that, but all children go to heaven. So. This is kind of fucked up. Like, uh, yeah, all of these. Go to heaven. <laughs> well, she was an adult pretending to be a child. <laughs> well, I didn't watch that movie, so. But I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler: That movie is also like ten years old, so. Yeah. No. I mean, I knew that she was like she's an adult that plays a child in lots of movies. I know that. Like, scary movies and stuff. But I didn't realize the whole basis of that movie was that she was an adult pretending to be a child. But that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, she's got... uh, It's been a long time since 
I've seen that movie, but yeah, pretty much she's got like some sort of um, disorder. Yeah. I don't know what the correct word for it is, but um, she looks a lot younger than she is. Mm-hmm. And so she's like an adult woman pretending to be an orphan. She gets adopted into the house, causes absolute fuckery. She would... Now, see, I don't know about the causing <laughs> havoc part. I think that if I was blessed enough to have this... Um disorder or whatever where I look like a child and can con people into adopting me even though I'm an adult I'm riding that train as long as I fucking can you can pay my bills you can give me three meals a day you can pay for my schooling again I'll do that homework twice for free food and a free place to stay (laughs) yeah (laughs) I would not be wreaking havoc I'd be just riding that train as long as I can oh hell yeah okay in addition to tantalizing travelers um, and, and causing all sorts of mischief. Yes. Uh, they're also bad omens. Shocking, I know. <laughs> so they like to appear before people, like they like to appear to people before death and tragedy. Is it Vecna? You know? You know? Mm-hmm. <gasps> and on the bright side though, uh, they may also reveal the place where a thief or a fairy has buried golden treasure. Okay, so I'm getting mixed signals. Are you a good thing or a bad thing? Because if there's think, treasure involved, I can be conned into following you in the woods. I think as a whole, they're a bad thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. They're, they're mostly, they're either carried by, like, hell-bent souls, I don't know, or devious fairy folk. So, I think for the most part... Not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Right, some different ver- versions. There are phantom lights in the Netherlands. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best. They are Erblos. Better than I would have done. Can't say that second one. I'm going to go Erblos and two other... Or I. I get mon? I'm so sorry. Google it yourself. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They are said to be the souls of unbaptized children. What with the unbaptized children? All children go to heaven. <sighs> <laughs> so apparently they try to lead the travelers to water so they can be baptized. It's well, that's nice. the saddest fucking thing I've ever heard. Isn't that? Yeah. It sounds like those kids down in, what is it, San Antonio, where they push the, the bus across the train tracks because they don't want other people to get hit by a bus like they did. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so, they want people to be baptized so they're not cursed to stay on the earth. Yeah. That's fucked up. It's real sad. So, in the Netherlands, they could also be lights that are also get, uh, guarding buried treasure. Okay? Okay. But... They can only be found using a dead man's hand or after eating the seeds from a magical fern. Yeah, okay. Um, because I just have both of those things lying around. I feel like a dead man's hand would be easier to find than a magical fern. Yeah, but a magical fern would be a lot cooler to have. No, you're you're right. But I'm just saying, if we're going ease of access here, I think dead man's hand, I could for sure find one of those. I don't what? want to, but I could. I just don't know that I need the treasure that bad. I'll just buy a lottery ticket and hope for the best. 
I guess it depends on what I mean. Did I have to kill the man, or can I just find a dead man and take his hand? Because there's the. It, there's it just difference. says dead man's hand, so I, I'm assuming I can just go to a cemetery and be like, "Hey, can I?" You're not using can I have, it. <laughs> can I have a hand? It's <laughs> 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 fucking stupid. Like <laughs> that's so dumb. That is, yeah, yeah, we're dumb. Oh. All right, so there are also phantom lights in Asia called Alea or Chirbati. Are we sure they're not mirages? I mean, they probably could be. Okay. But those are used by dead souls to mark the place where they died. So if you see one of those in Asia, it might be marking, like, where somebody died. See, so. in Asia specifically, I feel like you see one of those that is not where you mind your own business. You dig up to see if there's a dead body there so you can report it to the authorities True. and get those people rightfully, like, identified. Speaking of yes, rightfully identifying and, like, exonerating people, the last Salem witch was um, exonerated recently. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel good. Yeah. As they should be. And, you know, and I didn't think about it until I saw that article, but I was like, that makes sense. Like, we know now that they weren't witches. Yeah. They deserve that. Also, it was totally that little girl's fault. Saying. 100%. She should be cursed to roam the land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that might be a child that doesn't go to <laughs> Take back what I said. <laughs> Listen. Most children go to heaven. No. <laughs> Most. <laughs> All right. They are also in Australia. In Australia, they're called Min Min. And yes. apparently they're a little more... I don't know. They're a little more, a little, a little more fun, lighthearted. Uh, apparently they follow travelers. Uh, but once you spot them, they'll disappear and you won't be able to find them again. Well, that's kind of gaslighty, don't you think? <laughs> Kind of like fucking rude. Like, yeah, I mean, just like a little bit. We talk about Australia a lot more on this podcast than I ever imagined we would. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's Australia. They got yeah. a lot of things going on. They sure do. So, they are also in South America, um, where they are called the Luz Mala or La Candeleja. I guess what gets me is that they don't all have, like, the same lore, or, like, the same, like, they don't mean the same thing. Yeah, but they're kind of everywhere. Yeah. Right? Which leads me to think that it's, like, a science, it's, I don't know, ghosts are everywhere, I guess, but part of me is like, is this, like, a science thing? Well, I think, like, it could be, it could be either, you know, like, they could be little ghosties everywhere, and, like, each culture kind of has, like, their own way to decide what that means like i feel like some cultures are more open to ghosts being calmer and i feel like some cultures are more are are less open-minded about it and they're like if if i don't know it it's evil yeah could be evil what if we've just been spreading ghost propaganda through all these horror movies ghosts are the most docile creatures they just (laughs) buy them every time a new horror movie comes out they're like what the fuck like with the ghost propaganda. Yeah. But they are apparently evil spirits in La- in uh, South America as well. So, who knows. I and... Yeah. So... They have creatures from the way down deeps. Yes. And in the United States, if you'll remember, what do you hear on 
literally every ghost hunter show ever. White light. Orbs. orbs. They're orbs. Orbs. So, could be. <laughs> but a little bit into, you know, kind of some of the origin, I guess. They're kind of all over Europe's written record, um, but they kind of appear in the 13th century. Okay. So their legend was kind of well-known all across the world before it was ever really written down. And yeah. so they're kind of everywhere. And of course, like, lore changes and varies, right. you know, depending right. on the country. But they've been recorded, you know, their existence have been recorded kind of everywhere. And they're mentioned in a lot of literature as well. So um, Shakespeare has mentioned them. They're in Bram Stoker's Dracula. They are also in Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. So, this is pretty interesting. Yeah. Little orbs. Yeah, little, little orbies. See, when you call them little orbies, it makes me want to put one in a lamp and carry it around with my friend. Yeah. And of course, of course, I would be remiss to not mention that Texas has its own little ghosty lights. Nice. Yep. Called the Marfa Ghost Lights. <gasps> not the Marfa Lights. Yeah, the Marfa Ghost Lights. I've heard of those. I guess I didn't realize that they were ghost lights. I thought it was more of like yeah. a um, Aurora Borealis type situation. No, apparently they're like little, little ghosty lights. Huh. Um, yeah, so they appear in Marfa, Texas, off of Route 67. They, the earliest, like, communication of them is dates back to 1883. A man by the name of Robert Ellison first saw them in March of that year, and while well, he was herding cattle. Apparently, according to the legend, he was so transfixed by the bizarre lights um, that he almost walked over a cliff. That's dangerous. <laughs> it is. That's not good. A couple of years later, they were seen again um, by Joe and Anne Humphreys. Mm -hmm. um, and they started kind of gaining public attention. And between 1945 and 2008, the lights have been seen like a total of 34 times. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. They're just hanging out, huh? Yeah, so apparently they're kind of all over. Um, so one of the personal account encounters with them was from a guy named Steve. Nice. He lives in Marfa. Steve Harrington? The only Steve that I, matters? I fucking wish. Unless we're talking family feud Steve. Harvey. He also matters. Steve, Steve Harvey? <laughs> so... I'm going to read a little bit about Steve's encounter. He says, I'm not a sensitive or a psychic medium or anything like that. I try to keep an open mind about paranormal topics. If it can be explained by a science, then I accept that. But if it can't, then I'll stand by the idea that in our world, supernatural things do exist. And we this just is one don't of them. know everything. We don't. He said, my girlfriend read about the Marfa lights on the internet. We don't live too far the away, internet. so we decide the internet's yet. <laughs> So we decided to drive past the spot off of 67 to see if we could see them. 
As popular as the lights become, um, it was really late, so we were the only ones watching them for that night. We were sitting, watching nothing for at least an hour, maybe more. My girlfriend was getting fidgety, but something in the back of my brain told me to just hold on just a little bit. She had dozed off in the driver's seat when I saw a growing ball of light begin to get closer. I hesitated at first because I wasn't sure of what I was seeing um, was the Marfa lights at first. But as the balls of light started multiplying... I don't mean to interrupt you. You went out to look for lights. Yeah. You went out to look for the Marfa lights. And the light in the sky in the middle of the night that's clearly not the fucking sun or a street light. And you can't be like, yeah, that's them. What? You came out here to see them. Steve. Steve. (laughs) Steve. What, What did you think they were? Well, as the balls of light started multiplying and moving forward, he got this weird sensation. He said, I felt almost as if I were being watched. No, not watched, observed. Like some rab, la, rab, la, some rab, rab lab, <laughs> lab rat undergoing experiments. Katie, wake up, I cried. The Marfa lights are here. So he said that his girlfriend slowly woke up and registered what he was saying. She looked out the windshield, um, but immediately was like, yo, what the fuck? She said, where are they? He said, they're right there. Can't you see them? She did not look amused. She said, that's not funny. I'm going back to sleep. Don't wake me up unless they actually appear. Rip. (laughs) So apparently. It's like Santa Claus. You can only see him if you believe so he saw them and she did not she didn't believe hard enough yeah so we've got our own little marfa lights our own little paranormal lights all this does is tell me that miranda lambert believes in ghosts so does she does she also believe in the marfa lights she has a whole album called the marfa tapes (gasps) where she references the marfa lights in one of her songs And I think she just, I mean, the way that I understand the Marfa tapes is that they were all recorded outside and sealed. Well, that's cool. And it makes me wonder if it was where the Marfa lights are. That'd be pretty neat. I could probably Google that and let you guys know. If anybody cares about Miranda Lambert as much as I do. (laughs) (sighs) So, there is some science behind this. I figured there would be. There's a couple of scientific theories on what the lights are. Okay. So, some scientists do believe that the lights are produced by, like, a bioluminescent fungus or an algae. Um, are and they this in would the happen, sky, though? So, this would be kind of in the um, bogs okay. and marshes. So, there are kind of a, a couple of different scientific explanations for mm-hmm. a couple of different places. Okay. So as far as the bogs and the marshes go, some scientists say that maybe it's like a bioluminescent fungus, like fireflies or anglerfish. Um, maybe they've got some some sort of something, some sort of chemical thing that happens Can we not and they glow. test that? I mean, you would think, yeah. This is science, right? Yeah, <laughs> Hypothesize that shit and then test it. Yeah. So... Some other science claim that a mixture of gases are responsible. So in marshes, plant materials will like sink 
underwater before they decompose. Mm-hmm. Um, there's regular decomposition in the water, which releases methane, carbon dioxide, nitrogen, and phosphines into the air. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, the idea is methane is a flammable gas. Phosphanes mm-hmm. have been known to spontaneously combust when in contact with air. So if there are these two chemicals, a ball of light could pretty easily be produced hovering over a marsh. But a ball of light hovering for a long period of time, I mean, the gas eventually burns off, yeah? Yeah. And also, that kind of only explains them in one specific place. Yeah, that doesn't... And they're kind of rumored to be everywhere, so... Yeah, because there ain't no marshes in Texas. As far as I know, it's just flat. Yeah, so those are kind of two, two theories. But again, like, there aren't any gases that naturally kind of move the way that they're described to move. Like, some of them are moved, or described as moving in, like, a zigzag pattern. Um, like, they move erratically. It doesn't really always make sense with how they're described. Yeah, I guess it being, like, Cause to me, I'm thinking if it's like the methane gases and stuff, that's more of like a flash is what I would think that would be. Not so much an actual, I mean, cause it's shaped like a ball. Yeah. Like I don't see it yeah. having a ball shape if it's just well, like a mixture of vapors. Yeah. And combusting. like, I would think like that would make kind of like a twinkling. Yeah. Maybe. And not like a ball. Like if they're just like little bursts of light, like. That makes me think, like, oh, like, fireflies. Like, they, like, kind of pop around. It wouldn't be, like, a light, like, leading you somewhere. But for the... You know? Yeah. Yeah, fireflies are not going to lead me anywhere. I'm just going to walk into a swarm of them and I'm going to be pissed about it. Yep. So, in Texas, some of the theories are that they are headlights. Um... (laughs) (laughs) They didn't have Steve, headlights in 1883. Get wrecked. Yeah, Steve also is like, well, in, in Steve's experience, it wouldn't make sense that he could see headlights, but his girlfriend couldn't. And again, these have been around for forever. They didn't have headlights yeah. back then. Unless we're talking some type of, like, interdimensional, mm-hmm. multiverse type situation where, like, the cars of now are, like, accidentally driving through the the time of back then for like a second so they're seeing yeah. i mean that's the only way that's going to make sense and that sounds like, like like a stretch they also believe that the lights could potentially be small campfires flickering in the distance Don't which would it. not explain why they're green nope wouldn't explain why they're ball formed either there it is also theorized that the life lights come from marfa army airfield nine miles away again i say that airfield was not there in 1883. Whatever fucking year it is. True. Some scientists play off that theory, believing that the light is, like, reflect refracted in some certain way with, like, the temperatures and air and then are then seen off of Route 67. No, dude. I just... Be a scientist. Do your job and find out what those lights are for real. Yeah. Be- well, and most Do your of- job. Most of the locals are like, nah, it's either a UFO or it's a ghost. Straight up ghosts. Straight up. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, or something scarier of... than a ghost. 
Ghosts don't scare me so much because they were just people. So the idea, okay, things that really spook me out. First off, I'm sorry, but like the story about Will and Jack is funny as fuck. Like, oh, for sure. For sure. You're just such a head ass that you can't get into heaven or hell. <laughs> but also fuck. pretty scary. Like, how do you have to be so bad? How do you misbehave so much See, that both the devil and St. Peter are like, no, See, and we don't want you. Like, that's really scary. <laughs> yeah. But the thing that scares me the most by far is uh, the Fae Folk. For sure. I don't because fuck with the Fae. Fae Folk, uh, in general, are very, very scary. Can be very, very scary. No, they will eventually be very, very scary. Don't fucking fuck with them. It's true. There, there's it's no, true. like, I'm a nice fae and I'll be nice for forever. No, they start off nice and they turn bad. Yeah. But that's <laughs> kind of what I got for you today. Thanks to my mom. It was a super interesting topic and I had a lot of fun reading all about it. Um, oh, yeah. I love it when it's in Texas. Yeah, well, and I, I love the I love the, the lore behind... Like all, I love all the fun lore about the, the spirits that got stuck there. Don't love the whole unbaptized children thing i think that's kind of mean again i say most children go to heaven except for that one that was at the salem witch trials little bitch yeah she knew what she was doing mm -hmm. is rude it's rude but that's what i got nice um, yeah it was really fun i enjoyed so, this topic that makes it my turn today i want to tell you guys about a museum that was just asking to get robbed <laughs> <laughs> i mean just asking for it. It is the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. Whoop whoop. Uh, so Brenna heard the first like part of this because we recorded it and then that thing happened with the Somerton man and then I was like, nah, we're switching it. So we redid it. So she's already heard this part, but you guys haven't. <laughs> yes. And I'm still very excited to listen to it. Oh yeah. Cause I didn't get to finish it. So yeah. it is uh, 1990. It's Boston and it's St. Patrick's Day weekend. Hell yeah, it's a party. It is a, a literal party. And apparently the best time to commit a crime in Boston. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Yeah. Cause, like, that makes the, sound logic, honestly. Like, well, the whole party, like, part of it is on one side of town, so they put all the cops there. Mm -hmm. Museums on the other side of town, no cops. Oh, yeah. So, um, you just got to work, like, picture this. I'm going to paint a, paint a set of little steam. Paint a also, little picture. it's yeah. Boston in the 90s? Oh, so, yeah. like, I feel like everyone, regardless of occupation, whether or not they're working, is just trashed. Is that not Boston now? I don't know anything about Boston. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly could be. I don't know Boston. <laughs> don't know. Let me know. In 30 years, has that changed? Right. Are you guys still just hammered constantly? <laughs> like... Hurts a little bit that 1990 was 30 years ago. It's fine. At least I wasn't born then, because I'm not 30. <laughs> okay, so picture this. Uh, you just got to work, and you work the day shift at this super cool museum. Okay, so you get there, you knock on oh, the yeah. door, like you always do, or you like push a little button to be buzzed in, and no one buzzes you in. Rude. Yep, you're just standing there. Uh, you're probably confused, you're frustrated, and you might be a little worried, but I think more frustrated than anything that you can't just get buzzed in, so you can clock in. Um, on a, on a very, very small scale, that did sort of happen to me. What? <laughs> yeah, I my first job was at a diner. 
Um, and I went to work the 7 a.m. shift. Mm-hmm. And I got there, and all of the doors were locked because the owner had didn't pay the lease for, like, six months and didn't tell anybody. <gasps> so I got there, and it was 7 a.m., and all the locks were changed, and I didn't have a job anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, damn... <laughs> that's fucked up he didn't even, the worst part is the worst part is so his sister was the manager mm-hmm. right he didn't even tell her <gasps> see this he, guy's not getting into heaven or hell he was mean yeah he was a very like very it. angry angry man he there's was, just a reason to be that angry go to therapy justin was a very very angry man well his name was justin wouldn't you be too Oh my god, I just found the biggest fucking spider. <gasps> okay, it. it's, not, it's not that big, but it's bigger than I'd like. Speaking of spiders, if Stranger Things could have not... I mean, they could have done anything. Oh yeah, it was nasty. Did it have to be the spiders crawling out of everything all the time? What the fuck is up with that? I mean, you could have done anything. Spiders, fuck you. Anyways. I'm so, so afraid uh, that I'm gonna kill, like hit it. And the same thing's gonna happen to me again, where, like, it fucking disappears. One time there was a pregnant spider when I was little, and we didn't <gasps> pregnant, and my dad squished it. Okay, the same thing happened to my dad. <laughs> Is that and just I a screamed. Dad? I screamed. Okay, hold, please. I'm, I have to kill this spider. No, that's fair. That was bad. I... I have OCD and my little brain is gonna go crazy thinking about it until it's gone. Not so much the OCD, so much as it feels like it's in my mouth now. Okay, I think I can... Hey little guy, oh my god you're so big and creepy. Step on it! (laughs) Oh god I hate this. Don't you have a husband? Listen. It's at such a bad angle. I might talk a lot of shit about men on this podcast, but they they can kill some bugs. Okay. I will give credit where credit is due. They are good at killing bugs. <laughs> are you trying to grab it? Not particularly, but I don't know what the fuck to do with it. Slap it. You hit it with something. You kill it. Okay, well, it's all in its web. You take that whole damn web down. It's gonna run away. And then I'm not gonna know where it is. No, you... Where's the web? It's in a very inconvenient space. Mm. Hey, do you have, like, wasp spray? No, but I do have hairspray. Spray that bitch. (coughs) Oh god, there's another one. Oh my god. Yeah, this is my worst nightmare. I'm not even there, and it's my worst nightmare. I feel like they're on me. I do think I've done it. Nice. Um, <laughs> thank you for this brief intermission. <laughs> I hope everyone enjoyed the sound of my fear. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, they say you eat like eight spiders in like a year. Like they just crawl into your mouth while you're sleeping. That's fucking gross, dude. Sleep with your mouth closed. I don't. Anyways, uh, yeah, so you're stuck outside. You're fucking frustrated. You call your chief of security to come and let you in. He's pissed off because it's the Sunday morning of St. Patrick's Day. He's probably been fucked up since Friday, so he's irritated. Mm-hmm. He's got to yeah, come fucking right. let you into work. Um, but he shows up, 
lets you in and the overnight guards aren't there, which you should have already known they weren't going to be because they weren't letting you in, but we're shocked that they're not there. Seems like we should have seen this coming. And uh, there's also like a weird vibe to the whole place. You just walked in and it felt wrong. Okay. Okay. And so at this point, you are Karen Sam Gregory. You are a guard at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. Your chief has just handed you a crowbar to defend yourself. Good. <laughs> and it's apparent that your museum has been robbed. Ooh. Yep. Buckle up. Not a good day. Not nope. a good day. This one's gonna get crazy. And the mob's gonna show up. <gasps> so, uh, we're gonna back up, though, just a little bit. It is 1898, 100 years before I graced this great earth. That is uh, quite the backup. Quite the backup. And um, Isabella Stewart Gardner, she has decided that her art collection is much too large uh, for one woman to have alone in her home. And she mm. wants to share it with the world. I, I uh, have that problem too, you know. Yeah, just too many pieces of old artwork in my house. Yeah, I'm just, I'm too fancy. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Gee, could we start a museum with all of the sorority canvases I still have? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I mean... Too many sorority canvases for one girl to have by herself. It's true. So, uh, she goes to her husband, Jack. She's like, yo, um, we should build a museum. And he's like, actually, that's a great idea. Isabella, let's fucking do that. And shortly after that, Jack passes away. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. But, um, it is worth mentioning that Isabella was born into, like, a very highfalutin family. Uh, she married this much more highfalutin guy. And they had a shit ton of money. And like when her dad died in nineteen ninety, or bleh, when her dad died in eighteen ninety one, she inherited like one point seven five million dollars. So like, that is a uh, quite the penny. I mean, in eighteen ninety eight, yeah, shit ton, a shit ton of money. Shit ton of money. Shit ton of money now. So he passes away, her husband, and Isabel is like, yeah, I'm still gonna build that museum. I still have too much art. So plans were drawn up. Uh, she bought some swamp land, and she said, I'm gonna build here. And in a swamp is an interesting choice. Yeah, her husband um, thought I didn't put this in my notes. I just remember it. But her husband kind of thought that it was going to be an up and coming area, eventually, gotcha. and he ended up being right. Like uh, it ended up becoming like a pretty nice part of Boston, I think. So mm -hmm. um, he was right. He was like, buy it on the swamp land, and she was like, fucking swamp land, <laughs> swamp, I guess. Yes, yeah, she said, I'm going to build here. Um, so it is 1901, she has moved into the private living quarters on the fourth floor of the museum, and she's began very delicately filling all the galleries with all of these, like, incredible works of art. Alright. So, the museum. It is kind of, like, underwhelming on the outside, it kind of just looks like a regular building. Um, I don't okay. know. <laughs> it's really, like, underwhelming, but on the inside, it's the bomb.com. Okay. So she built it to resemble like a Venetian palace. And so when you walk into Ooh. the museum, you're met with this like luscious, gorgeous courtyard, like all the galleries. I think there's like um, 15 to 16 galleries. They like surround this courtyard. Ooh. It's like the heart of the museum basically. And just really pretty. And you know, you go to the different, the, the galleries are like different themes and that sort of thing. All the details like in the museum, like the built, like the actual, you know, like building details, like they're mm -hmm. all super intricate. Um, she wanted this museum to be perfect. I love that. So perfect that she wanted the acoustics tested before, um, like, people came in and, like, heard anything mm -hmm. and, like, that sort of thing. And the only way to really test acoustics is to have people in the room. 
talking and laughing and doing the things that people do. And um, she didn't want anybody to see it. So she was <laughs> like, I don't know what we're going to do. And somebody was like, there's a school for the blind down the street. And she was like, fucking bring me the blind kids. <laughs> and so, I yeah. mean, that works. I mean, it does work. It works. She tested the acoustics. And yeah, the museum's open. Okay, so that was in 1901. She was, you know, doing all the details, putting the things up. 1903 is when Mm -hmm. um, the gardener opened up to the public. Okay. Yeah. And that's kind of it from there. It was just like a museum doing its thing, living its life. So, roughly 23, 24 years goes by and Isabella unfortunately passes away at the ripe age of 84. And I feel like she she lived a really good life. Yeah, it was a pretty good age. Yeah, pretty That's rock, old even now. Yep, pretty rock solid rock solid age to go. Um she leaves behind this very large endowment that is supposed to keep the museum running, and she mm-hmm. also leaves behind this super fun will. Uh, and I'm just gonna skip to the important part of that. So she says in her will that nothing in the museum can be changed, sold, or bought, or else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the or else is that everything would have to be shipped, crated to Paris, or what? Everything would have to be crated, shipped to Paris for auction, and the money has to go to Harvard. That is very specific. They have to shut down the entire museum if anything is ever bought or sold. Jeez. And the gardener people take this very seriously, more seriously than we do with women and their body rights now. Yep. True. We give more autonomy to dead people than we do women. It's true. Anyways, um, yeah, so between, you know, 1924 and 1989, the Gardner Museum kind of falls on some hard times, and it kind of really falls out of the public eye. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and, like, the people on the board I had read somewhere, they weren't, like, museum people. They were just people that Isabella was like, you're on the board, and you're on the board, and you're on the board. Okay. So they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. (laughs) Feeling a little bit like Oprah, I feel it. I'm here for it. Right? So, um, in the fall of 1989, the museum's kind of like, they're losing money, they gotta figure something out. Mm -hmm. Um, because, I mean, inflation and stuff, money only goes so far. Yeah. So, Anne Hawley, she is hired as the new director for the gardener in the fall of 1989. Mm -hmm. Um, her main tasks were to bring the museum back to the people and, like, absolutely update the shit out of it. Okay. It was not good was not good. So six months into her working at this damn museum, it gets robbed. <laughs> That's and rough. Poor Anne doesn't have a fucking clue what's going on, and God bless her. <laughs> like, I would have spontaneously combusted. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she was still the director there, I think, until 20, I want to say 2016, maybe 20, just, it was in the teens of the 20. Mm-hmm. She was, I mean, she was there for a long time. Uh so, we're going to get into the theft part of it now. So, two members yes. of the, quote, Boston Police Department, they ring to be buzzed into the museum around 1.24 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Rick Employee of the Month, Abbott, one of the two overnight guards, uh, he buzzes them in. Mm-hmm. He just lets them right in the fucking door. He's like, cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. For context, Rick was 23. He regularly showed up to work cross-faded as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good uh, Rick. He said he did that every night except for the night that the museum got robbed. I'm going to be honest with you, Rick. I don't believe you. I'm going to I'm gonna level with you. I think you were fucked up that night. Just be honest with us. 
just like track record like what are the odds the only night you happen to not be high it gets robbed i i don't believe you rick also i would rather everybody think i was fucked up when it got robbed not sober because yeah, then like, you uh, what then you know my dumb ass let the robbers in when i was sober yeah but like playing dumb is i think easier than like like you're see like here's the thing because if you say, well, I was really fucked up, you're 100% going to get fired. 100%. This guy, we'll find but, out this guy didn't even want to work there. Well, you know, not wanting to work somewhere doesn't mean you don't want the income. He put in his two weeks. Well. Because it was getting in the way of the band. That's a direct quote. Hmm. That's pretty he much He probably honestly just didn't want to get in trouble with the cops. Yeah. But I feel like if everybody knows you're fucked up every night, I don't know. Why lie about this one? Anyways. Yeah. Okay, so the system, the security system and the guards at uh, the Gardener, we will learn, was infamous for being basically non-existent. Good, and, like, yeah. Just, up. just bad. Just wasn't good. That is not what you want to be known for. No. Uh, so there's this thing called the man trap at the museum. Alright. And it's basically, like, there's the back, back door, okay? Mm -hmm. You have to be buzzed in that door. And so everybody mm -hmm. comes in whenever they get there, police, whatever. So the museum's not open. So, like, you have to be buzzed in, and then there's, like, a corridor, mm -hmm. and then there's another door you have to be buzzed in. So hypothetically, if Rick would have been doing his fucking job mm -hmm. and, like, maybe called the police to double-check, like, hey, there's some police officers here that are responding to a call we didn't make. Um, are they real? Hypothetically, the thieves could have just been caught in the man trap waiting yeah. for the actual police to show up. Yeah. That's not that's not what happened. No, naturally. Yeah, it's not. Okay, so Rick buzzed them into both doors. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz like I said they are responding to a disturbance that nobody called in. Yeah. So the BPD in quotations, they are in the building and they look at Rick and they're like, "Hey, you look really familiar. I think there's a warrant out for your arrest." Oof. So me this is where I'm going to pause, because I have questions. I know there's not a warrant out for my arrest. I haven't done anything that would warrant a warrant. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what Rick was into, but I feel like when the police say to me, hey, I think there's a warrant out for your arrest, the next words out of my mouth are incorrect. <laughs> there's not. Proof or, there, proof or it doesn't exist. You don't just walk in here and be like, oh, I think there's, I think I recognize you. You're, you're the warrant. Yeah. But Rick's dumbass. He was just like, yeah, that makes sense. There probably is a warrant. Like I said, I don't know what Rick <laughs> was fucking into. He's and, like, that tracks. Yeah. So Seems steps, like something I'd do. Yeah. He steps out from behind the desk and bada bing, bada boom. Him and Randy are both handcuffed and the cops and ads, gentlemen, this is a robbery. See... Okay, I would like to think that if, like, a fake cop came in and was like, hey, I think there's a warrant out for your arrest, I'd be like, no, there's not. Like, I feel like, because I know there's not. But at the same time, I I have anxiety. So I would be like, is, is there? Is there? Hey, you better come in there with a printed out version of that warrant it's... and show it to me before you're trying to arrest me for something I didn't do. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like if a cop was like, if somebody dressed like a cop was like, there's a warrant out for your arrest, I'd be like, I... Oh. 
Proof or it didn't happen. Pixar didn't happen. I know there's not a warrant out for my arrest. You get a letter in the mail when that happens. Because one time I forgot to pay the last part of my ticket and I did have a warrant out for my arrest. They send you a letter letting you know. Good to know. So Rick's dumbass. I'm glad I have have that information now. Yeah, they definitely send you, which, I mean, mine was a ticket, obviously. And they were like, if you don't pay this in 30 days, there will be a warrant. And then I forgot about it. And they were like, so there's a warrant. And I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. And I paid that real quick. Um, Okay, so Randy, this other guy that I have mentioned, because they're two guards, both handcuffed. Randy, ladies and gents, uh, he got called in to work the night shift that night for the first time ever. Oof. Because this guy, Joe... He was this old guy that was, like, working at the museum because he wanted to, not because he had to. You know what I mean? So if it rained too hard, he was calling in. (laughs) If it was too much to get to his car in the rain, he wasn't coming into work. And that night, he wasn't coming into work. And a lot of people say that if he had been there, the museum wouldn't have gotten robbed because he would have just told them no. They said he would have never opened that door for anybody, cops or otherwise. Joe would have never opened that door. I kind of love that energy. I I kind of... Listen, I... For the most part, old white men really bother me. But sometimes when they're just particularly grumpy for no reason, I love them. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of love, like, that idea that, like, "Ah, Joe would have never let this happen. He hates everyone. (laughs) Like, he would have never opened that fucking door. So, um, but at the same time, he will 100% call out if if ever given the chance. Yeah. (laughs) So he calls out this night. They call Randy. They're like, bro, get your ass in here. He's like, aye, aye, captain. He brings his trombone. Because he thought (laughs) he was going to practice his trombone the whole night while he was at work. Look, both you and I were in band, and that is the most trombone thing I've ever (laughs) heard in my life. That, is, that tracks with every trombone player I've ever met. That <laughs> just, fucking tracks. I'm just gonna play here. Is that? Like, I'm just I gonna just play this right now. This I just casually. Trombone. This is a museum. Yeah, I casually brought my trombone. Can I make the loudest noises possible here? Right. I don't even have a song to play. I just want to be disruptive. Oh, he just wanted to practice, which is arguably yeah. worse than just playing the trombone. <laughs> yeah. That. Again. 100% tracks with every trombone player <laughs> I have ever met. If you play the trombone, you know this is true. Don't even pretend like it's not. Right. You're chaotic. Yeah. You're the Aries of the band. And you know it. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> so, Rick and Randy are then escorted to the basement where they, where they will remain um, until someone finds them the next day after Karen can't get into the building. It kind of sucks. So... Yeah, they had duct tape wrapped all around their heads, and they were handcuffed. <laughs> See, like, that would suck so bad. Like, the handcuffs is, like, kind of inconvenient, but, like, the duct tape wrapped around the head, man, that's a bad day. Well, see, and the handcuffs were slightly less inconvenient, because they had tiny little pads put in there, I guess, so they didn't, like, hurt your wrists. I don't... It's kind of nice. I don't know. Kinda so... Like, you gotta follow that with duct taping the heads. That's, that seems excessive. I don't it's know. like you got two ends of extreme there. Yeah. So uh, it's also important to note that when Rick stepped out from behind the desk earlier, he was taken away from the only button in the entire museum that'll call the police. That's a mistake. All the other alarms just trigger, like, security headquarters. That's so. a mistake. <laughs> that is a mistake. 
it's just not just not a good idea. Because who robs who robs a place and doesn't take out the guards first? Yeah. That is that is robbing somewhere 101. Yeah. Get get all of the possible get get all the people that could possibly stop me from robbing this out of the way. Also, one of the guys in the This is a Robbery episode, or This is a Robbery, like, on Netflix, which is what I did some of his research for, he said, it's really weird that they taped their heads. Why didn't they just kill them? That's a bit extreme. It's a fair question, though. Okay, no, 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 Because if you get caught, you gotta think, like, it's, like, the same reason that they tell you, you know, don't wake up if you're being, like, or if you're already awake, don't, like, let a robber know that you're awake if they're breaking into your house because the charge for robbing somewhere and the charge for murder fair very very different. different however i think personally if you've broken into my house in the middle of the night you have no qualms with having to possibly kill me so i have no qualms with having to kill you yeah you if broke if you like, if it's the middle of the day and there's no cars parked outside and I just happen to be home because my car's in the shop or whatever the case may be, and you broke in, you probably didn't break in with the intent to hurt me because you thought no one was here. You break in in the middle of the night, you have to assume that people are home and asleep. You have broke in with the intent of possibly having to hurt us. Yeah. And you're about to get your shit rocked. Fuck around and find out. Yeah, if I had any type of weapon that I kept near me while sleeping... Probably, but also, like... Honey, this I, is life or death. Everything is a weapon. That lamp next to your bed, you better beat the shit out of somebody with it. I didn't come to play fair. It's me or them. I will kill you with this lamp. <laughs> like, she I, said, I, I will commit murder. I'm pretty sure my mom got robbed at night. Like, while she was sleeping. Mom, will you that. verify that? Lynn, please, please send me an email. Lynn? <laughs> verify that? I'm pretty sure she told me that story, though. Is that true or did I make that up? Mom? <laughs> Ma? <laughs> so, um, over the next 81 minutes, these thieves commit what I can only assume is the longest robbery in history. Nice. Love that. 81 minutes they were in there. That's a long time. That's a long time to rob somewhere, but I guess when you know that all of the alarms don't ever trigger the police, spend as much time in there as you'd like. Oh, yeah. Well, and if everybody's like either hungover or still partying for St. Patrick's Day, like... Oh, yeah, this is 1.30 on, like, a Saturday night. Yeah, I... Bar's not even closed. I don't, I don't think anybody cares. <laughs> That's fair. So, in total, these guys stole 13 works of art by Rembrandt, Degas, Vermeer, Manet, and Flink. Jeez. Along with a Chinese artifact, I think it was, like, a Ming vase, and an eagle finial, which is, like, the thing on top of a flag. Okay. All this stuff back in 1990 equaled roughly $200 million, but, you know, Ooh. Mr. Inflation has done his thing, so it's about $500 million today. Jeez. Um, and I'll post pics of this stuff uh, and, like, link to the Gardner Museum so you can see all of it, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. So, um, all of the art, obviously, is priceless, and we want all of it back, but I think the one that people are the most upset about is Rembrandt's uh, Christ in the Storm of the Sea of Galilee. Christ in the storm on the Sea of Galilee, mm -hmm. uh, because it's the only seascape that Rembrandt ever painted. Mm. Yeah. Man. 
so it's kind of like the one that's, I guess, the most heartbreaking to lose. Yeah. Um, sure. So, and this is where I kind of get to, like, this art is gone. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and I didn't put this in my notes, and I don't know why, because it's, like, the biggest, like, what the fuck part, but they cut the paintings out of the frames. Oh, that makes sense. But not to me. Well, because it's easier to hide them. Yes, but why cut them out when you can just take them out? You spent 81 minutes in there. Can you take them out of the frames? Oh, yeah, they have to put them in the frame? Well, yeah, but, like, when they put the, when they put them in the frames, do, is that, like, a more permanent thing with art? I don't think so. No, I don't think you can just take the... I mean, I don't think it's easy. It's not like taking out an 8x10. But I don't think it's, like, hard. Because everybody was shocked that they cut them out instead of, like, taking oh. them out. Yeah, it's to make them easier to transport. Yeah, but you can so, take them out. Yeah, I, I don't know why they wouldn't just take them out. I, I did not get an answer on if you can just easily take them out. I don't know. I guess the thing is, like, if you're stealing the art, you have to understand its value. And if you understand its value, why would you cut it out? And it's canvases, like, that aren't just, like, one thing in there. I mean, it's, like, multiple canvases, like, together yeah. that they paint on. So, I mean, it just, it was fucked that oh, they cut them out. And they're old as dirt. The old as dirt. And, like, uh, Anne in the, this is a robbery, she says that, like, rolling them is, like, detrimental. Mm-hmm. Which they were all probably rolled. Um, you have to handle these paintings like a newborn baby, basically. So, like, they need acid-free boxes, they need to be stored flat, they need, like, climate-controlled rooms, like, they need to be taken care of. So, unless, like, the Dr. No theory is true, and the Dr. No theory, I don't think it's true at all, but, and I don't really talk about it a whole lot, so I'll just talk about it here, but the Dr. No theory is that, like, this guy, like a James Bond villain, which is where Dr. No comes from, okay. is guy is in a cave somewhere with his cats in his basement and he's just staring at that Rembrandt. Okay. Like, you know, like, like they sold it to some guy that had a shit yeah. ton of money or whatever or they stole it yeah. for him and now he's just like staring at all of the art. So unless that happened this shit's gone. It's been yeah. too long. I mean... It's still worth it to know where like where it went and like who did it but... Yeah, it's also possible that like if it, because it, it probably did get rolled up for transport Oh, yeah. It's also possible that it was sold on the black market and, like, is now just in one of those big, like, like, basically art storage units. Yeah. That, like, really rich people use for no fucking reason because why would you buy a literal, like, million dollar art piece and then put it in storage? Do you want to be able to say you have it? That's so weird to me. Yeah, rich people are weird to me. Yeah, like, what the fuck are y'all on? Somebody explain to me why you would buy, like, millions of dollars worth of art just to be like, I'm gonna hide it in this U-Haul. Fucking weirdo. Stop. So they, they do think that the art was in a trailer at some point, but we'll get there in just a minute. So, Ooh. um... Alright. Yeah, so like I said, unless somebody is, like, meticulously taking care of them, they're gone. Mm-hmm. And like I said, yeah. I think they're gone because goons stole them. So... Yeah. I'm pretty sure the goons were not, like, meticulously handling these things like a newborn baby. Probably not. So, that brings us to the theories. And, um, if you guys really want more, like, more information than I'm giving you, there's so much in that Netflix, uh, series, This is a Robbery. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Personally, I listen to the True Crime Obsessed Patreon coverage of it. 10 out of 10, yes. do recommend. Please go check that Absolutely. out. But, um, so good. So good. But, um, I mean, it's a really good documentary. I watched it, too. But there's so much more there. There's more stories about the mob. Get more detail, that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. go watch it. Uh, plus, I'm on, like, the sixth page of my notes, and I just didn't have the time. So we are about to get on to the goons, or the alleged goons, so we don't get yes. Mert and Rick Abbott. <laughs> nice. So, we're going to start with old Rickless. <laughs> Rick was, like, just not great. Like, we already talked about. Um, roughly 15 minutes before the robbery, he pokes his little cross-faded head ass out of the, like, back door, and he pops back in. Okay. Like, opens the door and he closes it. Hmm. He told fun. the police that he does this every night. Okay. They never found that on any of the security tapes outside. So. That's suspicious. Feels pretty. But see, they didn't know that until 20 years later when the case was reopened and the guy watched all the old security tapes. Yeah. How hard is it to watch the tapes the first time? That's what I'm saying. Like, do your job. I was listening to (laughs) True Crime Obsessed this morning and somebody on there, one of the guys was like, yeah, everybody wants to call the cops when there's a serial killer. And naturally, Jillian and Patrick are just tripping. But, like, yeah, it's your job. Like, who who else am I going to call? The Ghostbusters? Like, what are we doing? What else? What, what, what else would I do? If you don't want to hunt serial killers, don't be a cop. What? <laughs> like, what? Every time, every time somebody needs the police, they call the police. What the fuck? I didn't sign up for this. Right. This is why the justice system needs reform. Oh, yeah, just burn it all down and start over. She fucking did it wrong. You don't want to know why it was done wrong? Because a bunch of men fucking did it. (laughs) A white man? No! (laughs) So, they think he was maybe signaling to the robbers that, like, he had taken over the desk shift, but, like, they can't prove that. So everybody just has their hunches about Rick. Um, You have to form your own opinion about him, because to this day he still claims that, like, he had nothing to do with it. So, fun fact. Well, he would. Yeah. So, the Shea Tortoni, and I'll post a picture, it's the Manet that was painted in 1875. Um, It's an oil-on-canvas painting, and it's worth, like, $200 million now. Shit. Yeah. Um, Granted, like, it's, like, a stolen piece of art, so it's probably worth more now than it would have been, but still, it's worth a shit ton of money. Um... So Tortoni hung in the gallery known as the Blue Room. Okay. And like I said, uh, it had a mu- <laughs> the museum had a security system, but it was absolute dog shit. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Anyways. Oh, hold on. Okay, yeah. So Tortoni hung in the gallery known as the Blue Room. The museum had shit security, and we're going to get into that right now. Um. So by the 1980s, the endowment that had been left behind by Isabella was running pretty low. Like I said, they needed to bring in Anne in 1989 to, like, fix it. Um, Honestly, the fact that it lasted that long is pretty surprising to me. I know, right? So not due to, like, the decline in money, um, the museum lacked a climate control system, which is, like, a big fucking deal. Yeah, that's a problem with art. It's such a big deal that it was lacking a climate control system that one time the humidity inside of the museum was higher than the humidity outside and the cloud formed in one of the galleries. So they needed to get that fixed. That was Anne's, like, first concern. You can't have a cloud 
in there with these old ass paintings. Yeah, that's a that's not good. Not good at all. That might um, be worse than rolling the paintings up. Actually, I think what I'm about to say is worse. So it was insured <gasps> for everything but theft. That's stupid. It was insured for everything but theft. And listen, I know that there aren't art thieves running around like everywhere. But there are enough. It's happened enough times. I just think anytime you have that something. much money. Yeah, anytime you have that much money in like one building, someone's gonna try to rob it. Yeah, fucking get insurance. Jesus Christ. For everything but theft. Okay, and then at one so point stupid. in time, um, sewage literally rained down from the ceilings because the plumbing in that building is all fucked up. That's a problem. Yeah, all fucked up. And it was something about, like, they couldn't put in cameras. They couldn't put in real cameras because they'd have to redo, like, a bunch of, like, it just didn't work with, like, such an old building or something. The way they had to do cameras in the 90s, they would have had to, like, rewire a bunch of shit. So they were just like, we're not going to do that. We're just going to do motion sensors. And it so, went well. Yeah, uh, we'll come back to that in just a second. So in Please. 19... In 1982, the FBI walks into the museum. They're like, I need to talk to your head of security. And they're like, yeah, sure. We'll go get him. And he sits the head of security down and he's like, sir, there's a goon outside and he's casing the joint. What? There was an actual guy sitting outside in 82 casing the joint. Okay. <laughs> they apprehended him and like everything yeah. was kind of okay. So they arrest this guy or whatever. They get him on like conspiracy to rob the whatever and maybe some other charges. I don't know exactly. But, um... A board member of the museum was quoted as saying something like, well, they got that guy, so why do we need security now? Why do we need theft insurance? Because they got that guy that was going to rob us. As if that guy is obviously working alone. Because that guy is the only guy that robs places. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's that guy, the only guy that robs anywhere in Boston. Right. You know, he's, he's famous. He's the only guy that commits felonies. Right. <laughs> yeah, so... The museum did, however, they did update their security just a little bit, like one step above putting a ring doorbell in every room. Incredible. And Love honestly, that. a ring doorbell would have done them more good because it had a camera on it. So. Yeah, dude, literally my house has better security than this. Yeah, it does. And you don't have $500 million worth of shit in your house. No, I don't. I really, really don't. But you do have Thor and he's invaluable. I And my child. No, see, I think we could put her on Craigslist. I think she'd be okay. <laughs> I don't know. She's scrappy. Um, so, like I said, they did update it just a little bit. They installed 60 motion detectors inside and a CCTV that was linked to four cameras outside. Okay. <laughs> they also hired fucking Rick and Randy. So, like, yeah. <laughs> their I shit mean... was top notch. Like, I get, I just, I feel like security guards get a bad rep in, like, the media, right? You know, because you have movies like Paul Blart Mall Cop. But, like, when you're guarding that much money's worth of things, I feel like you should not, you should not be crossfaded all the time. No, I want retired be, men from NOM. <laughs> like, yeah, you should not be, like, a cross-faded part-time musician like you should have a little bit more skills i guess on mm -hmm. your resume yeah 
Yeah. Like that much money's worth of things. See, there was another museum, I think maybe in Boston, that got robbed, but they did have like ex-military, ex-cops, like as their security guards, and they caught that guy. Before See? he even made it out with the shit. See? You know, so. I, and like, that's not to say that a 23-year-old in a band can't do that job and rock that shit, but uh, it seems like Rick probably wasn't. A 23-year-old that can be bamboozled by somebody telling them they have a warrant when they don't? Yeah, like maybe, maybe hire the 23-year-olds that, that, that takes the job a little bit more seriously. Right, so. Again, it's a lot of money's worth of things. Yeah. So, Anne gets there, like, six months before the heist. She's doing her best, but, like, the climate control and, like, the sewage coming from the ceiling, those were her main concerns, which I think is valid. But, like, it takes two seconds to get something insured for theft. You do just make a phone call. Send an email. You don't even have to make a phone, just send an email. Yeah, dude, come on. So, like I said, the only button that would call the police was also behind the desk, and Rick stepped away from the desk, so we That's can't call so the police. That's so dumb. Yep. Um, That's so dumb. So back to where we were with Rick Liss. Um, Shay Tortoni was located in the blue room. Yeah. Now, when the motion detectors detected motion in a gallery, an alert was sent to, like, a computer that saying that somebody was in there and you needed to check on it immediately. Okay. Um... And that data would be, like, printed out on, like, a report, if I'm under, like, to understand correctly, because the report gets taken. Okay. Um, but we'll get there in just a second. So, this printout was located behind, like, a secret door in the Dutch room that, like, and this door, like, blends in with the wall. So, you can't tell that it's a door unless you work there. Okay. Um, and inside this little room was, like, it's, like, a little closet, basically. It's got, like, a computer, a desk, and a desk chair. Like, it's very small, very secret. And that's where these things print out. And um, mm-hmm. the Shade Tortoni frame was found on the desk drawer, the desk chair, and the door was partially open to this, like, secret room. Huh. But it literally blends in with, with the wall. So here's where Rick's sus-ass comes into play. So yeah, he that's... was the last person detected by the motion detectors during his rounds. Like, the thieves Ooh. never entered the blue room, according to that report. Uh, Tortoni's missing. The frame is found on the head of security's, like, desk chair. And not to mention, he had recently, Rick had recently put in his two weeks and would not shut the fuck up about how shitty the security was at the museum and how they were all gonna get robbed and he was gonna die or something. Ooh. He was just, like, constantly yelling at everybody about how shitty the museum security was. I mean, he's not wrong, but, like, also, you are the museum's security, so... I think that's kind of what his point was. He's like, look, it's me. Do better. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, guys. It's me I and Randy. And Joe calls time. out every other fucking day. Yeah, but I feel like Joe could really... <laughs> we needed him. Joe sounds like the kind of guy that could that could take just about anyone. Oh, for sure. Um, so he had, like, Rick had beef with the head of security, like, to say the least. So okay. he's also, like, the only person that would have known about the secret door. Yeah. And the thieves took the printout that was by the computer in the Dutch room. Hmm. So, like, they would have had, like, how would they know that that was there? Yeah. Um, we did still have the hard drive from the computer, and since it was 1990 and people didn't understand how that worked, we still have those reports. <laughs> okay. Because they were on the hard drive, but nobody knew that. Because <laughs> it's 1990. So, um, anyways, he, it looks pretty bad. He's looking Look- pretty sus. I know that, like, Google, 
I don't know when Google happened, but I know it probably wasn't around then, but like, just fucking ask. Like, ask somebody. Hey, hey, is there any way to get that report back? Yeah, it's on this hard drive. No, the thieves didn't know. We knew oh. that, that we could get okay, it back but... in the hard drive. The thieves didn't know that it was on the hard drive. Okay, I was about to be like, guys, c- come on. No, no, the police were able to get it, but the thieves were not. But when the police got it, they didn't give that paperwork to the security guy that they called in to, like, look at the place. Mm-hmm. He didn't see it until Netflix made their documentary. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. So he was like, I really wish I would have seen this 30 years ago. And I was like, yeah, fucking me too. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, he also calls in the day after the robbery, but he claims that he already had plans to call in because of the Grateful Dead concert that was out of town. He bought tickets to a show and then didn't ask off for work. And he literally planned to call in. He was like, I'm just gonna be sick that day. Okay. Like, just take the day off. Yeah, dude, put in a time off request. Like, what? So anyway, it's really not looking great. And he does tell the police that he opened up that door every night. He does not do that. Um, But like I said, that guy didn't reopen the case until like 20 years later, so it was kind of like, what do we do with it now? Um, So, that's kind of it on Rick. Like, he... Well, like, honestly, like, of course, at this point, he's not going to be like, oh, yeah, I did that shit, like... He's claimed innocence since, like, the start, and the only thing that I can think that makes sense with the Tortoni is that, like, he knew the robbery was going to happen, so as a fuck you, he took that in advance. But another thought is that, like, Everybody knows everybody in Boston, apparently, and everybody is related to somebody in the mob. So Rick could have just been running his mouth about the shitty security, and one of his mob cousins was like, hmm, we're robbing that okay. place. So, I mean, we'll never know, though, because Rick's, like, steel trap. He don't know nothing. Yeah. So, um, infamous mob boss Whitey Bulger, and again, if you don't know who Whitey Bulger is, he was a bad dude. Go listen to the he TCO coverage of it. He was a real bad dude. A real bad dude. Um, he was a suspect also for like a little bit, but he basically said like, I didn't do that. I don't know who did that, but if you find them, tell them I'm looking for them because they owe me my cut for being on my turf. Oh. <laughs> Where the fuck are we? <laughs> he said, oh, you exist there? You owe right. me money. Right. Well, as they were stealing, they stole, they robbed the gardener on, it was like Whitey Bulger's turf, I guess. The gardener was on his turf, so Whitey was like, nah, you fucking robbed that place? I want my cut. Wait, is he still alive? No, he died in prison. Oh, okay, good, yeah. Fuck you, dude! So, uh, that's that on Whitey Bulger. He didn't do it, but he wants to know who did. So, it's 1994. It's four years after that cute little robbery, and Anne gets this yeah. letter from an anonymous person who claims to know the location of the art. Hmm. Okay. They say that it's being taken care of, like, meticulously, but they want a full immunity, anonymity, and $2.6 million. <laughs> that's that's a big ask. Yeah, so Sotheby's and Christie's, um, if you don't know what those are, they're, like, big auction houses, very famous auction houses. Um... They put up, like, a hefty a hefty reward, like, initially. I think it was, like, $1.5 million or something like that. Um, yeah, so Anne says, fuck you and your anonymity, and we're calling the police, and she does that, so... Honestly, right move. Granted, the writers were like, can you put a coded message in the... If you want to, like, communicate with us, put a coded message in the, like, classifieds of um, the Boston Globe. So, Anne calls the FBI, she's like, yo, and the FBI's like, put that shit in the Boston Globe. Mm-hmm. So they publish this coded message, um, 
and receives a second letter saying that they knew the museum wanted to negotiate, but like with the Fed snooping around, they were like super worried about their anonymity and they just decided like they were going to back out and like they never wrote back. They never sent another letter. That was it. Hmm. That's sus. So if that person does know what happened to the art, we'll never know. <laughs> hmm. All right. Now we're on to the goons. We're going to set our sights on the non-existent Boston mob. Okay. So much like any other multi-million dollar corporation, you gotta like change with the times. And the FBI in the 90s are busting down on the freaking mob. They are not having their shit anymore. So the like usual ways of getting money for the mob is like dried up. They gotta figure something else out. They gotta mm -hmm. change with the times or they're gonna freaking be lost to time. Yes. So the goons kind of in this process learn that you can definitely steal art to get people out of prison. Okay. Because you can, like, steal the art and then negotiate to have it back, like, to give it back. Yeah. And in negotiating to give it back, you get your buddy out of prison. I don't understand. I've Why isn't it one of those, like, you give us the art first, then we'll get your buddy out, and then they're all in prison? I don't know, dude. Okay. So, anyway, in the FBI or the mob. Yeah, so, due to, like, you know, the lack of money and the FBI, and there's also issues, um, oh, sorry, due to, like, that lack of money and the FBI and all that stuff, there were issues within the Merlino gang, which is, like, a gang in Boston. Mm -hmm. um, people were trying to start their own gang, they were, like, breaking off into factions, and people were going to prison, getting out of prison, and killing people. It is just fucking crazy. Yeah. Now, like, right before this went down, because all this shit's happening, Vinny Ferrara from the Merlino gang had tried to, like, break off and do his own thing. Just a okay. little bit. And, um, Vinny goes to prison. <laughs> because yeah. the FBI, like, bugged this mob initiation, and that was that. Okay. So, that brings us to Bobby Donati. The first of many Bobbies. I'm just gonna call him Donati, so there's no confusion. Oh god, how many bobbies are there? Three. Oh. <laughs> so, we are in Boston, it is 1990. That is three too many bobbies. Agreed. So, Donati was a member of the Merlino crime gang. Um, it's initially okay. thought that, like, renowned art thief Miles Connor, who was plastered for his whole interview with Netflix... <laughs> Okay. They also think that he did it initially because there was this similar um, theft that was somewhere in Boston. They robbed this lady's house who had like a bunch of old art and her face was mm -hmm. all type taped up and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they initially thought that it was this Miles Connor guy because um, of this similar theft with like the tape around their faces. And they think that mm -hmm. Miles did that one too, but they never like were able to prove it. Yeah. Um, but Miles couldn't have done this heist specifically because he was in jail for stealing a different Rembrandt somewhere else. Uh, yeah, well, that's a pretty good alibi. Yeah, he was in prison. Rumor has it the guards knocked on the door to see if he was in there. <laughs> I like, don't know. Just in case. Um. So Miles is, like, running his mouth to the police, and he's like, yeah, Bobby Donati kept all that shit in my trailer where I used to keep my stolen art. I love that he has a stolen art trailer. Yeah, so put that trailer on a post-it, because we're going to come back to it. Maybe. Okay. I might have left this story out of my notes, and if I did, you'll have to go watch Netflix, because it's arguably the funniest story anyways. Um, now, Donati and Vinny are besties. Okay. And Vinny's little group of goons wants him out of jail real bad. 
Because he's trying to start this, like, new faction of the Mar Merlino gang. So he's like, we've got to get him out of prison. So what turns them on to, like, Donati initially is that, and, like, makes them talk to Miles and all that sort of thing, is that Bobby visited Vinny once before the heist and once after. They think it's to tell him how he was going to take it and where he put it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So... Before the heist, it's confirmed by a member of the Spotlight team. And if, like, you don't know what Spotlight is, like, you need to educate yourself. Spotlight is a team um, of journalists from the Boston Globe. And they are, like, investigative journalists. They've done incredible things. They single-handedly took down the church in Boston. Like, there's a whole movie about it on Netflix. You have to watch it. It's so good. Um, anyways, but the Spotlight team's been around for a long time. They're a big deal. They do be solving the crimes and shit. I love that. So, um... And, like, if the Spotlight guy said it, I believe it, because, like, he's, a like, a really well-renowned journalist on, like, this really, really well-renowned team. Like, he's not just going to say something that's not true or, like, verified. Yeah. So yeah, what, makes sense. what he says is, Donati was seen in a place called The Shack in Revere, Boston, with a brown paper sack that contained two BPD uniforms. Bobby Donati either did this or he knows who did it. Okay. This is before the heist. He was seen with this brown paper sack with two uniforms in it. That seems pretty, uh, pretty sus. The reason why Donati is not cuffed and in prison is because he was found, quote, decapitated in the trunk of his car, shot Jesus. to hell. Jesus. <laughs> well, that'll do it. Yep, that'll do it. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to go to prison like that. Well, I guess it's not that hard, but it's a little inhumane. Yeah, you can't really hide your own body after death or go to prison after death, so. Um, this is pretty soon after the heist, like, only a few months, I think, after, so it's also, like, a super unsolved murder, so I guess if you have any information on, like, who killed Bobby Donati, the police might want to know, but it was probably the mob. Yeah. So that brings us to Bobby number two, Bobby Grinty. Oh, I forgot there was another Bobby. There's another one after this, just buckle up. Jeez. So. They say that, like, Donati might have teamed up with Garinti because he was another member of the Morlino gang, and Garinti was a bad dude, and that was pro for Donati. He was like, bad guy? Robbing a bank with me. Or a museum, wherever the fuck we're at. I mean, yeah, I guess that, uh, that fits the criteria. So, like, they don't really know for sure if, like, Garinti was, like, involved in the actual, like, stealing of the art, but he knew all of these mob guys, like... Mm -hmm. Knew a shit ton of them, and it's likely that he helped distribute the art okay. once they had it. So more than likely, he did help do that. Now, in 2004, Garinte died of cancer. And, like, a shit ton of other stuff happens between 1990 and 2004. You just have to go watch the Netflix thing. I'm on page 8 of my notes. So, <laughs> I'm leaving some shit out. The FBI goes to Eileen, who is Garinte's widow, and they're like, Girl, uh, we know that he had the art, or that he has had the art. Mm -hmm. And the second they bring up the museum, she's like, fuck it, fine, I know about the heist. Fuck it. Fuck you. Fuck everything. Fuck Bobby. <laughs> oh. She's like, I know about it. My Bobby had those paintings, goddammit. I mean... It's... Oh, according to Eileen, uh, he had had two of those paintings hidden in their house for, like, ever. And when he got cancer, she was like, that shit has to go. Like, you are not gonna die and leave me with these paintings that I can't do anything with. They're ugly as fuck and I want them out of my house. Like... Honestly, an icon. Yeah. Um, so that's going to bring she us said over. Rembrandt, who get it out. Out. 
She did not want that shit in her house. So that brings us to Bobby Gentile. Okay. Ah, the third Bobby. Yes. So Elaine told um, the police that like her husband and Gentile were involved in the heist. She just didn't know how involved. She also didn't name him by name. She called him a, a big eater. That's all she like, knew about him. He, was, he ate a lot. He's a foodie. Okay. Like a singular big eater or like the big eater? I don't know. She just said he's a big eater with A, I guess. That's all she gave the police. I know that my husband sold this painting to this guy and he's a big eater and that's all I know. <laughs> so the police are like, oh, okay. Um, so What do you even do with that? I don't know. They they did something with it because they got to Genteel from this information. I guess they were talking to people and stuff and, you know, pegged this guy. Uh, okay. And like most men back in the day that were part of the mob, he had this, like, scammy, shammy, like, mechanics business. <laughs> that, yeah, that tracks. And according to Jillian Pensavalli, according to Netflix, this is a robbery. He converted one of the grease pits in the kitchen. Oh, wait. He converted one of the grease pits, like, in the garage into a kitchen where he makes pasta sauce and meatballs every day. And he drinks wine with other old wise guys. And they just kick back and laugh about the time they beat the shit out of that guy. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, alright. So the FBI, they know about the, about the pasta making and the wine drinking, and, um, they throw an, yeah, they throw an informant into the mix. Guy's wearing a wire. He could not be more excited to wear a wire. I mean, he's so excited. So, he goes to the garage to hang out, and immediately he's like, tell me about the heist. Which I feel like is not how you do that. Like, you very, like... I don't know, unsuspiciously try to make him bring that up, but whatever. That feels like how you end up in one of those, like, car crusher things. I think that's how you end up decapitated in the trunk of your car shot to hell. <laughs> yeah, so Gentile's like, nah, man, I can't really tell you anything about that. So, after, like, weeks of, like, pushing and not getting anywhere with the art, the informant's like, hey, can I buy, like, a bottle of your prescription drugs for $300? And Gentile's like, yeah, you can do that. Bada bing, bada boom. There's a felony. Gentile's off to prison. Because the guy Damn. was wearing a wire. So they put him in prison anyways. Damn. Look, yeah. okay. I'm not gonna, like... I'm not gonna stand up for the mob here. That was a cheap shot. But that that was cheap. But I'm also glad, because, like, a cold-blooded killer's off the streets. Yeah, it's like, you know... It's also kind of like, that's fucked up. <laughs> It's, 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 it's a double-edged sword. Yep, so it is now 2012, and the world did not end, much to my chagrin, and David Turner, whose story I did not go into, we are on page nine of my notes, we did not have time. So, David Turner gets out of prison, and he was part of, like, the gangs and stuff, he's a big player, go watch the freaking Netflix documentary. So, it's believed that at some point this David Turner character, he had the Ming vase that was stolen from the museum, but, like... But, like, if they st if the two guy goons stole that stuff and then distributed it, that doesn't necessarily mean that he was involved, you know? That's true. Yeah. But, I mean, he would also maybe have information? Possibly, yes. Um, so, the same week that Gentile gets arrested, uh, David Turner's prison sentence is, like, bumped up. Hmm. 
So it's kind of like not a coincidence, probably, that Gentile gets arrested the same week that his prison sentence gets bumped up. Yeah, a lot that of people seems think. Shady. Yeah, a lot of people think it's connected. So, yeah. Um, couple of days goes by, and suddenly there's like 1,200 FBI agents at Gentile's house just ripping that bitch apart. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Just tearing it up. Um, they did not find the paintings like they thought they were going to, and we know for sure that they thought the paintings were there because they told the gardener people to make flyers and like news graphics because the art was coming home. That's how they you had... jinx yourself. Yep. Yep. They did not find the art. The art did not come home. Yeah. They did find, though, a 1990 copy of the Boston Herald with a story of the heist on the front page and a notebook piece of paper that was shoved in it that had the names of all the paintings and, like, a correlating dollar amount next to it. Well, that's pretty incriminating. Yeah, Gentile still denies his involvement to this day, though. Of course he does. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's kind of that. They don't know who did it they claim the fbi came out in 2013 and says that they know who did it but that they're not going to tell us yes they're all dead because they're goons but no we still don't know where the art is so it was the mob oh it was probably most definitely the mob they probably more than likely stole it to try and get somebody out of jail and then that never really like went through allegedly um, allegedly yes allegedly whatever the mob fucking did it probably don't, allegedly don't come for me um Please. The mob also isn't like it used to be, according to Jillian, Jillian Pinsavalli. Uh, they were just hanging out making pasta. Selling fucking prescription drugs. I, honestly, look, they were all trash human beings that murdered people, so, like, no excuse. But, like, when you say it like, ah, they were just vibing in their mechanic shop making pasta, it sounds so innocent. Oh, yeah, it does, and then you remember that they're goons. Yeah, then you remember what the mob actually fucking did. And you're right. like, oh, they're terrible. Yeah. Um, so there is still a $10 million reward now out for the return of the art. Um, so if any of you listening just so happen to know anything about it, you can contact the Gardner Museum. I'll put that information in the show notes. I'm going to assume that most of you don't or weren't even born yet. Send us a but DM if you first. Do, yeah, let us know first. Send us a DM first. Yeah, we want to be in on that. I'm just nosy. Yeah, for sure. We want You can tea. still get the reward, but, like, I just... Just tell me. We're gonna tell your tale on the pod, though. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of all I've got for you guys today. Damn! Yeah. And, like I said, go... I highly recommend paying the $5 on the Lady Pates for the TCO Patreon and listening to their coverage of This is a Robbery, because it is an absolute masterpiece. But if yeah. you don't want to do that, Netflix, if you have it, you can go watch This is Robbery, and it's the same thing, but slightly different, because it's the actual documentary. A little so. more serious. And yeah, a little less fun. Yep. Um, but it's still good all the same, so go check that out. Yeah. Man, what a fun episode. Yeah, this was real fun. I liked it. This was a good episode. Yeah. This is a good, it's a good balance. Nobody, nobody died but the mob. And I can well, live hey. with that. So. And some very, very crafty mob-like characters. Yeah, so I, I can, that's okay. I can get behind that. So, um... Jeez. Yeah. Um, not that I condone murder or violence, but it's the mob, so... Yeah, they kind of started it. Yeah, they did. They did like just, just throwing that out there, they did kind of start that. Yeah. Um, so with that, I guess that brings us to the social means. Yeah! Yeah, you can check us out 
uh, on all of the things. We are at Your Mom's a Hoax on the Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we have a Facebook page, Your Mom's a Hoax. Yep. I think it's just Your Mom's a Hoax. I don't think it's a pod. Um, the Gmail is Your Mom's a Hoax pod at gmail.com. Our website mm -hmm. is Your Mom's a Hoax.com. When in doubt, just type Your Mom's a Hoax. That's yeah. normally it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, give us a listen. Give us a follow. Please be sharing with your friends. And yeah. by sharing, I mean literally sharing our posts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But we yeah, love you guys. There's what, almost 50 of you guys? There That's is pretty almost fucking 50. crazy. I know. I'm excited. And if all almost 50 of you would just tell one person, we'd be at almost 100. I'm just yeah. saying. It's pretty wild because if you think about it in terms of like, man, if like you know, almost 50 people were in a room just listening to us talk. Like, that'd be a that'd be a pretty big room. That's yeah. pretty crazy to think about. I'd like it, it to be bigger eventually, but I'm still pretty proud. Whole planet listening to us in their earballs. Everyone. I don't know that that's what we need. <laughs> no, I... I think a lot of the people would not like... <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna level with you. We're very niche. <laughs> we are in niche market. <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, check us out on all the socials and uh, tune in next week for another couple of stories. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. And uh, there was a little bit of foreshadowing in this episode, so have fun figuring that out. What? Bow, 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 yeah. I'll have fun figuring that out. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, okay. There you are. We will see you guys next week. Yeah, love you guys. Uh, goodbye. Bye.